Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. God's Word with you today. Today is like a little checkup if you're going to the spiritual doctor um, to, to look over our hearts in the area of offense. Like that's so fun, right? Talking about offense. Well, it's not fun, but what is also not fun is not growing in your relationship with God and allowing the enemy to sabotage what God is trying to do in your life. And he often does it through offense. And so have your Bibles. We're going to turn really quick to, quickly to Isaiah. Get your notebook, get your pen out. But most of all, as we launch into the next few minutes, ask Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. If there's any areas of offense that are in you, if there's anything that you need to deal with, that he will reveal it to you because he is so good. He does that when we ask him. Isaiah, or I'm sorry, Song of Solomon, not Isaiah. Song of Solomon 2.15 says this. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. And what the scripture is talking about here are there's little foxes that the Bible was talking about that were sneaking in and ruining the fruit that God was trying to produce. If you've ever had deer or bunnies try to eat your garden or your fruit, you know it is super uh, frustrating that you're spending all this money on plants and you're trying to get a harvest and these little creatures come in and steal the harvest. And that's what the Bible is likening um, these areas of our lives to, that if we're not careful, that the Bible tells us to set a guard over our heart. But if we're not careful, these little areas will come in and trip us up. These little areas will hinder the fruit that God wants to produce in and through us to come to pass. And so we're gonna talk for a few minutes on the area of offense. I feel like this is something that we could revisit probably uh, weekly, uh, just to make sure that we're not allowing the area of offense to come in and to take over and to rob us of what God wants to do in our lives. Because offense is the enemy's plan to trip you up by focusing on self, to get the focus off of what he's doing and to get the focus on me. Uh, when I am dealing with offense, I'm looking inward. How did that affect me? Uh, can you believe they said that about me? I can't believe they did that to me. And so offense is something that we take on, that we choose to pick up offense, that we choose to catch it uh, when someone throws it our way. And most of the time, people don't even intend or mean to say something offensive, but it's the way that we receive or perceive it. Have you ever been around somebody and you just couldn't say anything to them because the way that they were gonna take it was gonna be in a posture of offense. That is a very narcissistic, very self-focused trait when you can't have discussions with people because they are going to be easily offended. And so kind of taking the mirror and positioning it back towards our hearts and saying, God, 
Is there any of that in me? How do I respond when people come to me and they want to have a discussion or whenever uh, they want to talk about something that maybe I can improve in? What is my response? Is my response offense? Because offense will either be a barrier in your life and in your uh, growth towards the things that God has for you, or it will be a propeller to you. If you're stuck in offense, it will hold you back. But if you learn to overcome offense, you will propel forward in the things of God. Matthew 15, 22, we see a woman. She's a Canaanite woman. If you have your Bibles, Matthew 15, 22, it says, And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre in Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying uh, out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So basically he's saying, you're a Canaanite. I don't even want to have anything to do with you. I can't help you. I mean, she's putting it all out on the line here. She's putting her heart out. She's desperate for a miracle. She believes that Jesus has the ability uh, to see this miracle come to pass in her daughter's life. And he basically says, you're not good enough. I didn't come for you. And she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, but help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Talk about an opportunity to be offended. He basically not only said, I can't help you or I won't help you. He said, you're a dog, basically, like you're not good enough. And so she had an opportunity to either stay in that place of offense and leave or uh, to, to push offense away and be able to receive and go after the miracle that God intended for her to have. And she said, yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that have fallen from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Her ability to push past offense. Now, Jesus here wasn't meaning to offend her. He knew uh, the faith that was in her and that she was going to overcome it, I believe. But we see here that, that him testing her in offense was key to her miracle. She was either going to say, you know what? Forget it. Forget it, Jesus. You're not who I thought you were. And she was going to walk away empty handed or she was going to press past it and say, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. She was saying, I'm choosing not to be offended. I'm choosing to be humble and say, Jesus, I need you. And humility is a key factor in overcoming offense. Are we going to be puffed up in pride like the Bible says? Or are we going to be humble? Think about that. In any relationship that you have, you are uh, shutting off an opportunity for growth if you're going to choose to be prideful rather than to operate in humility, whether that's a personal relationship with a spouse. Maybe every time uh, you sit down with your spouse to have a discussion over an issue in your relationship, instead of being uh, humble and 
operating in humility, you're, you're proud. And all of a sudden, when they say something to you, it offends you. And instead of hey, saying, hey, let's talk this out, you know, help me bring understanding, we puff up and we're like, you know what? Well, let me tell you what you did. Because we become so offended. And with that offense comes a hard heartedness that shuts off any growth or uh, the ability for God to do anything in our hearts. And so it's a decision that we make to either say, God, I'm going to operate in offense or I'm going to operate in forgiveness and humility. She could have missed out on her miracle. And let me tell you, God is serious about the areas of offense in our hearts that you could very well miss out on what God wants to do you do through you by choosing not to move past offense by positioning yourself to say, I am upset and I am just going to stay upset because that's the way that I am, that I have every reason to be offended. And you might have reasons. There might be people that not knowingly or maybe knowingly hurt your feelings. There might be people that, that do things against you, but they don't have the power over your heart. Only you have the power to say, you know what, I'm going to receive this as offense. I'm going to take the bait of the enemy. I'm going to allow him to cut off what God wants to do or in humility and surrender. I'm laying it at Jesus feet and saying, I choose not to be offended. So what's offending you? Is it worth it? Is it worth blocking the miracle that God wants to do in your life? Is it worth blocking the growth that God wants to bring in the relationships in your life? Maybe it's a promotion. And God's like, look, until you get the area of offense down, I can't promote you to a higher position because you will just be a train wreck. You know, maybe um, maybe it's a desire of your heart. Maybe you want a good relationship with your spouse, yet your act of offense and holding offense is what's blocking you. What is offending you and is it worth it? We have to grow past offense. First Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I responded like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. Now, I don't know about you. But when I read this scripture, I think about my children and I think about how they respond when they're offended, how they put up a guard, how selfish a child can be, how self-focused a child can be. And so when you're trying as a parent to bring them instruction, uh, to bring growth and wisdom to their life, if, if they're not receiving of it, it says they're being childish, they're being foolish, uh, they're, they're refusing to grow. And this scripture here is saying, Paul saying, look, when I was a child, I acted like a child. But there is a point in your life that you have to put those things away and grow up. And offense is a great opportunity for you to grow up in your life. Some of us know adults that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 70s uh, that still haven't grown up in the area of offense. If you get offended easily, it is a telltale sign that you are immature spiritually. That when we, we decide to say, you know what, I'm putting away those things. Now, my kids could say something to me, and because I'm an adult and I'm the parent, I won't become offended at them. I know that they either don't know better or I know that they're still immature in some ways. So I have the ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to receive that as an offense. First of all, because I love them. Second of all, because I know that they're little. And so, uh, you know, the Bible is trying to tell us grow up in that way, that you're actually the more mature one. That when somebody says something that hurts your feelings, that 
that you shift in the, in the role of being like Jesus. And you say, you know what? I am choosing to believe that they didn't mean that. I'm choosing to believe that they didn't know better. I'm choosing to believe that they would never on purpose hurt me. And when you do that, you're actually growing up in the things of God. Why are you growing? Because you're choosing not to meditate on the negative. You're choosing to take what God says about you over what that person says about you. You're secure in who you are in Christ. You're growing in the things of God. You're not easily rattled or shaken when somebody sits in your seat at church or when somebody doesn't say hello to you. That's immature living. That's still being childish in the things of God. The Bible says grow up. Grow up in the things of God to obtain everything that God has in store for you. Immaturity is, is a sure uh, directive towards offense in your life. Remember this, offense is a choice. It's a decision that we make, that we are all tempted at times to be offended. Someone could say something to you very rude and you, the temptation would be there to be offended. Let me tell you, dismiss that thought quickly. Don't let that offense get down into your heart to where it can kind of make room and space and get comfortable. And then what started out like a small seed is now taking root and growing in your life, that it's manifesting in your attitudes, that it's coming out in your behaviors. And all of a sudden you're being childish, childish, make a decision to be above that. The Bible tells us that when, when we're commanded to do something, when Jesus tells us to do something, the Bible says he gives us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So that means if he told you not to be offended, no matter how bad it hurts, no matter how mean and nasty that person was, he's given me the power to say no to offense, to say I'm choosing I'm making a decision not to be offended. How do we do that? Well, first of all, we make God our main source of security. That's how Jesus lived his life. Jesus was on uh, earth. He was a human, fully human and fully God. So he was tempted in every way that is common to man, the Bible says. He was tempted, I'm sure, on many occasions to be offended, especially if you look at the conversations he had with people. Um, you're like, you just don't get it. Have you ever been around a friend or a family member and you're like, you just don't get it. Like you are so beyond understanding of what you said here in this moment. But people, people are, they're foolish. They only think about themselves and, and they say stupid things. People are stupid sometimes. And Jesus had that understanding. He knew with his disciples, look, uh, they're saying things and, and they're, they're being stupid about it. They don't even realize what they're saying. In fact, at one point, Jesus turns to Peter, one of his closest uh, friends and disciples, and says, get behind me, Saint Satan. He had an opportunity to be offended at what Peter had said to him, but he called it for what it was. He said, that is Satan trying to operate in my life. I'm not going to be mad at Peter because Satan's trying to speak through him. I don't receive that offense. Uh, people would, would accuse him of doing things that, that uh, were wrong, even though he had good intention. He had, a, uh, he had an opportunity to be offended. If Jesus would have given into offense, it would have taken him out of the plan of God. He wouldn't have been able to operate in love and focus and power. And that's the same plan of the enemy for your life. Well, Jesus found his affirmation from God, not from men. The Bible said that Jesus entrusted himself 
to no man. That didn't mean that he didn't love people. We always see Jesus talking to people, having dinner with people, ministering to people, crying uh, over situations with people. But, but what it says is this, he didn't entrust himself to them. He didn't let them define him. He didn't give them the power over his emotions. And so, you know, that's a great example for us that he went to the Father. We always see Jesus going off and praying, getting that affirmation from God. We get a couple sneak peeks into his prayer life and the father saying, you are my son in whom I am well pleased and just lavishing him with identity and affirmation. And when we spend time with God and in his word, that's what's happening to us. He's pouring out his affirmation, his identity in us now. And we don't have to find it in somebody else that we don't have to get upset when they say that we're somebody that we're not because we know who we are in the Christ. And so uh, step one is knowing who you are, being completely secure in the Father guards you from being offendable. You become completely unoffendable when you put all of your affirmation into the Lord. Point number two is choosing to grow up. A great quote is a person gets to be grown up when they take responsibility for their life. Take back, take back the ownership and the onus to say, you know what? I have a decision to make here. No matter what they said, no matter what they did, I still have a choice in the matter that I'm either gonna be offended or I'm gonna push off offense in my life. Don't be easily offended. Well, how do you get easily offended? You get easily offended when you're not spending time with God, when you're not finding your wholeness in Him, Whenever uh, you're, you're looking for other people to fill those gaps in your life, you become broken and you, you bleed. You start bleeding on everybody. Think about that. You know, if somebody uh, goes to, to say hi to you and, and you're just bleeding everywhere and, you, and you're just bitter and upset and negative, you're broken and bleeding because you haven't gone to the Lord to find wholeness in him. You haven't found your identity in him. You're looking for it in somebody else. Maybe you're, you're uh easily offended because you're projecting in the form of offenses, that you're projecting. Maybe your self-talk is bad and you're like, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be around me. And so when that, that person comes up to you and maybe they, they don't invite you somewhere uh, that you know that they're going, you can, you can get offended because you're projecting that they don't like you. Well, maybe they just didn't think to invite you or they thought that you didn't want to go. A whole person doesn't project these things because our self-talk is found in Christ. We, we cast down neg negative thoughts and anything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So, so what is your self-talk? What is your self-image? If you're like, you know what? Uh, you know, I can't do anything. And, and when you don't get asked to do something, maybe at work or at church, you're going to get offended because you're like, you know what? That's right. They don't think I can do anything. No, maybe uh, you just need to be a little assertive and say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to be a part of that ministry. I want to have an opportunity to show myself in that area of my work. Stop self-projecting because of your, uh, your broken and bleeding mentality. And then it, it, it takes a shape in the form of offense. Proverbs 19:11 says, "Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense." Proverbs 18:19 says, "A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city, and quarreling is like the bars in a prison." And so we see here that offense actually keeps us captive. It holds us back 
to everything that God wants to do. So here's my prayer for you today. That as we were talking, that if the Holy Spirit was speaking to you on any areas, that maybe you deal with offense still. Maybe you're good 90% of the time, but there's that 10% of the time that you still catch yourself being tripped up in the area of offense. Maybe uh, you realize, hey, you know what? I might be projecting. Maybe people don't have a bad taste in their mouth for me. Maybe people don't think I'm fat, ugly, uh, not fun to be around. Maybe that's not the narrative that I should believe and then become offended. Whatever it is today, let Holy Spirit speak to you. Let, let's just do a heart check today and say, God, if there be anything in me, if there's any area of offense, show me so that I can confess it to you and I can move on and grow in everything that you have for me. And that's my prayer. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you soon on the Joey Miller podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that his grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller podcast.